This episode of What's the Story podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. We've got some good news, lads. Manscaped has a new product alert. The Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer is out now. It's available worldwide. Meryl and I have been fortunate enough to be given one of these to test drive. Lads, the results have been amazing. If you're a long-time listener to this podcast, long before Manscaped came into our lives, you will have heard us talking about the struggle of keeping your nose hair under control. No idea why, but you hit around 30 and for some reason your nasal hair just it just explodes, man. Just the growth explodes, but no warning. And I'd say over the years I've tried maybe five, six, possibly even seven or eight different nasal hair trimmers and they've just they've left you with that feeling of like, ah, it'll do. When you want to look your best and you want to feel your best, it'll do, will never do. So thanks to Manscaped and the Weed Whacker, that problem is solved. Mero took to waxing his nose. That's how bad it got for him. There's photographic evidence. The results are horrific. Even worse than all of that. Have you ever plucked a nose hair? Have you ever just been sitting there, just breathing? You can just feel one. You can't help yourself. So you kind of get your thumb and your index finger. Little pincer movement and you rip one out of your nostril. Your partner's sitting on the other end of the sofa looking at you in disbelief. Your eyes are watering for about 15 hours but they're grilling you. Did you actually just rip out a nose hair in the living room? Three o'clock in the afternoon, where we're watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer reruns. What are you, a sick animal? Lads, those days are gone. You'll be clean, you'll be comfortable, you'll be happy. All you got to do is head over to manscaped.com, pop in the code WTSPOD, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. And the great news with all of this, the skin safe technology that's in Manscaped's Lawnmower 3.0, that's also in the Weed Whacker. So you'll be looking just as good above the waist as you do below the waist. There'll be no nicks, no tugs, no scratches. Everything is clean, comfortable and grey. Thanks to Manscaped, we've got you sorted. Head on over today, manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. All you got to do is put in WTS pod. What are you waiting for? Go whack those weeds. Hello everybody and welcome to WTS 224. My name Danny Murray. My name is Graham Merrigan. Some right. people call me Hero. Some people call me G. Some people call me G Unit. Some people call me Bellend. Which I absolutely know because you G Unit. <laughs> yeah, just myself. <laughs> Stop trying to make G Unit happen, Merrow. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> Regards, G Unit. <laughs> absolutely, man. Um Merno, it is a changed world we are broadcasting to this week. Oh? Yeah. With with the comings and goings of, what is it, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? Is that the address of the White House? I haven't a clue now, to be honest. I've never sent a post. Have you not? No. You've never had a pen pal in the White House? <laughs> no. I would have thought 15-year-old year, you'd be writing George Bush all kinds of letters. Not a hope. Come here, I tell you. Do you remember in school when we had pen pals? Uh, yeah, I remember writing to some French bloke, yeah. That was gas, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was the thing they done with all first years, wasn't it? We did it from first to third year in our French class. We we were writing back and forth. Mm. It was, And I think the view was, 
that you were going to do a, a program where you were swapping, like you're going to that family and them coming to you. And it's a foreign like, exchange kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it never happened does at all. Not, did it happen? Does, I'm sure, I'm sure somebody and some, but I can, I can guarantee it. In Lawrence's, <clears> there's no way uh, Jean Baptiste would have lasted ten minutes uh, with the potato king in Cromlock Fields, <laughs> and I wouldn't have lasted any any time at all in in Central France not having a word of French. Like, so <laughs> who's the potato king? Your father or you? No, I'm the potato prince. He yeah. formerly. I have to say we've denounced our royal titles because we don't have magic blood. Um, so he he was the Pareto king. I was the Pareto prince. Yeah, we um, ruled over I, the Pareto empire of the border. I can imagine your father Eugene taking the the John Baptiste over to the dolmen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My dad wouldn't be a man for history now. Like, well, I mean, like he would, but not overly. So, I mean, if he was asked any questions about that, he'd just be like, "It's a pile of rocks, isn't it?" <laughs> That's, and and what, what of the significance? The yeah, and what of the significance of this portal tomb burial chamber? Oh, it is, man. It's a couple of rocks. I've never asked him what we're talking about outside Danny's house in Cromlock Fields. There is the famous dolmen that's there. What is it? Four and a half thousand years, Danny? Something like that. Yeah, the the date on it says uh, two thousand something BC. Does, uh, is there a date on it, Danny? Well, no, no, not on the actual thing, but a plaque as such, uh, like a monument Is stone there? was put up beside it. Uh, yeah. Um, and now, as one resident of Cromlock Fields, who will rename Nameless, asked, BC does not stand for before Cromlock. It's not <laughs> to do with when Cromlock was built. It stands for before Christ, you animal. But it is four and a half thousand years old, and it's the same age as the pyramids in Giza. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. And I don't see us getting a load of attention or getting... What is it? Eighth Wonder of the World status. There's a campaign for this podcast. Get the Cromlock Wonder of the World status. Fuck Stonehenge. Yeah, but isn't it mad though that like the dolmen is just in the middle of a corpo estate? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anywhere else in the world. It's a megalithic tomb and it would like be, oh, this is a tourist attraction. Look what they've done with Newgrange. Look at Newgrange. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, in the brack. <laughs> Do you know what this needs? A few corpo houses around and a bunch of lads playing football beside it. When you think of it though, there, yeah. there does be graffiti yeah. on it sometimes though, isn't there? Uh, yeah, yeah, there, there, there was a, a case, uh, a few cases of people just lobbing paint on it, spray painting it, and uh, it, was, it was a spot for young fledgling couples would shelter from the rain underneath, you can climb in underneath, like, and they're just sitting there and smell. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. Like, I mean, like, it's it's like crawling under your stairs. Like, it's, there's not a whole lot of room, and there's nothing you don't see anything. Like, you're just under the top rock as such. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, young young fledgling couples would shelter from the rain and smooch the faces off each other. Lovely. Absolutely. Look, what, so what are your what teenage years for? That's what it's there yeah. for when, when, when they were thinking of building the corpo state around the exactly. four and a half yeah. thousand year old. <laughs> Rock. This is it. I don't. I, I don't know what high king or high priest or whatever it was or whoever it was that is Mission buried the- many, many, many feet below that this thing is erected in honor. But whatever afterlife he's in, surely takes great pride in fourteen-year-olds wearing the face off each other underneath. It. <laughs> That's what it's there for. Well, the council houses around them give out about getting double glazing in. You know yourself, man. You know yourself. Danny, your teeth look great. Were you in Turkey? Thanks. 
now, now I haven't been to Turkey at all. Now, uh, just a bit of your good old uh, Colgate, Colgate whitening would activate a charcoal, Graham. That's that's what oh, I'm a believer in. Oh, that charcoal stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I brush I brush twice a day and I use Listerine mouthwash. Very good. Me. So do I. I have a I have yeah. a, char- uh, a charcoal one as well. Um, it's not Colgate mm. though. I didn't I didn't know Colgate did a charcoal. One. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. And at the moment, uh, uh, hashtag not an ad and all that crack. Because apparently, uh, if more than six people listen to you, you have to declare that to say as a revenue come looking for you. But uh, Home Savers, a very popular store, me and one Gary Mackle are quite fond of. Uh, anytime I go in there, Colgate toothpaste is is on sale. I don't care if it's boosted off the back of a truck. I buy it by the fucking trolley load. <laughs> do, two two plus two. Sorry, I'll try that again. Toothpaste and deodorant are the two things I refuse to pay full price for. I'll never buy a can of deodorant that's for euro. I just refused it. And you get it in Home Saver? I can do, yeah, yeah. Or if I'm in Tesco and I see Tesco are quite fond of doing a short deodorant two for two euro, or two euro or something like that. I'm like, Grant, stock them up. I'll buy about six of the Why do you refuse to pay full whack for the deodorant? Uh, one, I, I don't have a BO problem. And two, uh, I just... They're on sale so frequently that I just think that's they're, they're suckering you into paying that price. They wouldn't be on sale so often if they had to be sold at full price. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, very good. Yeah, that's just one of my weird little quirks, Graham. I think I get that from my dad. I think my dad had that thing about the older and I just picked it up off him. Saying I won't sit in traffic. I'd rather drive through housing estates and take 10 minutes <laughs> longer than if we'd sat in traffic than actually sit in traffic. Like. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I can't. I'm allergic to traffic. I don't mind you, road rage. Like, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd say I do. I'd say I get, yeah, I you get just real. Can't imagine that at all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't stomach traffic at all. I'll get, I do be in fear. Thankfully, I'm not having to commute anymore. But my commuting days now, I, any kind of traffic, I'd be furious, screaming at the windscreen. Really? Yeah, man. Yeah, we. I think we talked about this on the podcast before. I'm almost saying because I remember somebody. Uh, I I think I said, and and this is how I remember. I think I said, anybody who uh, causes a minor incident, like if somebody has an accident, somebody has an accident. I'm not a complete heartless prick, but anybody who, for example, gets a flat tire or runs out of petrol on the motorway, you should have to take out a full page ad in a national newspaper, apologising to your fellow commuters for causing them delay to get home. And I think I said that in this podcast many years ago. And uh, I got into a Twitter spot over it. <laughs> Did you? So, like, yeah, let's, say, of... right, let's say I'm yeah. in the car with you, right? Yeah. And and we when we approach traffic, would you just go quiet then? Because, like, I'm, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm I, suppo- like, I'm, I suppose I'm a stranger in the car, like, Mm. Would you get quiet? And if you were on your own, would you be then giving out stink? Oh, if I was on my own, like even even my cubes in the car with me now, she doesn't take kindly to me getting. I get I get two. There's two things I get angry about. I get hangry, right? If I'm hungry, that's it. Forget it. I'm a right off. Don't talk to me. And traffic. They're the two things I can't deal with. Um. So uh, if if I'm in a car and I'm angry, you get hangry a few times in Vegas, and you were just head down and fucking quiet, and it was almost like. Are we getting filled? Like, well, what's yeah. the story? Like, look, yeah, I meet you in some way. I'm going here. Like, 
yeah, it becomes all consumed for me. I'm like, if I don't get food in, there's a good chance I'm going to murder somebody in the middle of the street here. Like, completely um, irrational. I didn't think you were like it, that. It is completely irrational. Yeah, it's absolutely irrational. But yeah, I think a lot of people get hanger. But I would say I suffer from hanger more than most. And then uh, it's not, like it's it's not road rage in the sense of like if somebody cuts me off, I'm fucking do- going to get out of the car and start to scrap. Like yeah. it's more so just I I'm deathly allergic to traffic, and I will shout abuse at people as I drive by them when they're broken down for delaying me for twenty minutes. Jeez, I don't. And I have done. I've like t- to me shame now. I'm not proud of it. I have went down the window and called somebody various different insults because they happened to break down on the M7. And it's caused a tailback to the fucking M50, like. And like, would you not just have a podcast on it or something or some uh, a Bruce Springsteen oh, album on to keep you calm? Uh, yeah, like I mean, I, I would, and I try, like, and I'd be like, turn on a happy song there, like, you know, or like, here, turn on something upbeat. Don't have the news on. The news is the worst thing when you're outraged because you just get angry at the government again. But yeah, no, it's not good. <laughs> just I can't because then what happens is right. You know, when you're driving in traffic and you're behind somebody, and just the fellow one car ahead of you starts to annoy you. I are like, I'm gonna fucking no, and then people start letting other people into the lanes, and I'm like, if if we all just carried on here, right? Stop trying to get into this lane to make this lane faster, right? Stop it, just if we all just carried on, we'll get through this quicker. So like, funny. that is so funny. I wonder if there's many listeners that have road rage. I don't yeah, have road rage at all. I often like staying in the car. I often like staying in the car. I, I love being in the car, don't know, especially if I'm listening to something and I'm joining it, I'll take the long road home, like, I don't care so long as I'm moving, like, if we were going home and I'll check Google, you know, Google traffic alerts, right, and if, if I was leaving when I was in work, you the, can't, the you can't now, sit in your car though, you can't change the speed of the traffic, so why would you get so uptight about it? Because in my head, this is unnecessary, this is caused by human error, this is, this, like, this was avoidable, Graham. <laughs> you know what I mean? Traffic is avoidable. It's not. It, it there's there's things that contribute to traffic, and divine intervention isn't one of them. It's just stupidity, human stupidity. <laughs> I love and it. So so I would I would happily like I I'd, I'd leave the office at like ten to four to try and get out ahead of the traffic. I'd be checking me Google Maps as I'm walking over to my car, and I'd be like, oh fuck, right, N 7s locked up, bollocks this. I'd go up and over Tala down towards Blessington. Uh, What's what's that fucking weird place? Uh, Ballymore Eustace. I'd get as far as there and I turn right. I go across there, across my nice race course, down through all the farmlands and back roads, and I'd eventually come out a new bridge. And then sure, by that stage traffic's gone, so I'm on the N7 and I'm home. Like, but I'd rather do that. And if it took me twenty minutes longer than sitting in the traffic, I'd be happy because I'm moving. That's all. Yeah. I, just as long as the car is gone, I don't care if I'm only doing forty mile an hour. Yeah, just move. You're bringing up trauma for me. I don't like it. Right, change subject. <laughs> We've no guest this week. Uh, we we they couldn't get one. That, yeah. uh, we asked we asked the couple that just weren't available. Um, mm. We should be back next week with with a, a recycled we guest. We haven't done just you and I in quite some time because the last one we done we were a bit whingy and people said "fuck off, lads, come on." Now. <laughs> no, I don't think we even put that out, Danny. Did we? No, I think we done one that was windy, and then there was one where we do, and I listened back to it. We, and said, we did, like, we we did one that was really windy. You listened back, and you said, "Here, I'm not putting that out." Yeah, I do remember that one. That one was particularly. That was the last time we recorded. Yeah, just you and I. That was a lot, and I was like, oh, "Man, yeah. I'm not, I'm not." And so nobody's ever, back. nobody has ever listened to that one. Nobody ever will. That's true. I've deleted the file, so we, I can't even go back and listen back <laughs> to it. Like. 
I just remember sitting there. Ed, it was the hardest edit in my life, and I got 40 minutes into editing, and I was like, this isn't worth it. <laughs> It's I think it was mostly you moaning and not me. Probably was, to be fair. I'm an awful whinge bag. Do you know Where what it was me? that? Do you know what it was about? No. What I tell you? Yeah, go on. What? You were whinging about uh, how silly the J J and NLR figures were. Oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. They right. still boil me piss now. To be fair. Next subject. Come on. Um, what are you talking about? You mentioned Vegas there, right? And just with the weekend that's in it and all that, and uh, McGregor fighting Poirier. Isn't that mad? How? And we're kind of talking before they before we record just how like we're not the same people we are in the 80s as we are in the parties. And I think even in terms of our MMA, you and I, we're, we're not the same as we were four or five years ago when we were flying to Vegas to watch McGregor party A1. Yeah. I, I would have, you could offer me a free flight to Vegas and I'd be like, ah, no, I'm grand. I'll watch the fight. I'll don't, I'll, I'll stay well, up and I'll watch it. Well, Vegas, it's in Abu Dhabi. It's, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Well, I mean, if <laughs> you offer me joking. a free flight to Abu Dhabi, then Abu Dhabi do. Abu Dhabi do. <laughs> Jesus, normally you that's fucking tripping over the words. I've oh, caught your fucking. Um, yeah, but um, I don't know. I'm just. I, yeah, we we spoke about it. I think before with with PT. With PT, in, we in, did. Um, yeah. I think um, I think we were just became a bit disenfranchised, maybe if that's the term. That's fair. I think I think we learned. I I, I was just to. to I I was just too, and here here's a here's a question for you actually a, a segue onto something else already, but I was just I I was like I was following fighters on social media and seeing that they're and and liking their skills and liking them in the octagon, but then when I was following them on social media, finding out that they're actually balanced, exactly. and I was kind of like, and I was kind of like, why am I? Why am I because I used me and you and Jono used to stay up most Saturdays, even for yeah. a fight night card. Yeah, and yeah. And then we find out they're I, all I, I just I, I just didn't think it was worth it anymore to stay up till five AM and ruin your Sunday because like you'd be wrecked on the Sunday. And yeah. uh, that that that's that's how like I couldn't tell you who's on this card now next week other than McGregor and, and Poirier and I won't be watching it live, like Will you not will you not watch it live? I'll I'll Go to bed now for a little bit, and I'll get up probably around half two, three, and I'll watch the car. No, it's pay per view. It couldn't be. Oh, no, hang on. But it's in it's in Abu Dhabi, so is it? It's the time zone. They're, they're obviously doing it at the time over there for they're America. Doing to, they're doing it to suit America, so it's on a half five Pox in the box. morning, the usual. Yeah, um, um, but no, yeah, I, no, you're you're one hundred percent right. That goes with that goes with McGregor's off. I was gonna say off field antics, out of the octagon mm-hmm. antics, where the whole. When he first came on the scene, the first three, four fights, it was like, God, oh, this is this is a nice story. He's charming, he's cheeky, he's funny. Mm. And now it's just, it, yeah, I just don't, I, I'm not into it anymore. I feel like if McGregor was a WWE superstar, in 10 years' time, there would be an episode of Dark Side of the Ring about him. Oh, absolutely! Because a lot of the that's very good. That's a very good analogy. Because an an awful lot of the on on out of the octagon stuff are completely unacceptable behaviour. Whether mm. some of the stuff that he's alleged to have done actually happened, I don't know. But to get yourself into those scenario is just not a person I would be around. You know what I mean? Whereas I, exactly, yeah, yeah. First three or four fights. 
um, this might sound silly, but the first three or four fights and the press conferences and and all the all the stuff, that, the interviews, you're kind of like, geez, I could see myself hanging out with this lad, you know. And then the more you got to know him, and the more the mm. money took over, and the more the materialism came into play, I was just like, oh, this lad's a bit of a fucking belly, isn't he? Yeah, and don't like I know fighters. If you're in that business, you have to have a bit of a bombastic, arrogant way about you. Like, you, you know what I mean? You're getting punched in the face for a living. You have to believe. Same, same, but but I, I completely agree in the sense of, I think <sighs> a couple of things really turned me to kind of be like, ah, oh, no, do you know what? This isn't, and I know like there's there's a lot of people who take great pleasure in being like anti McGregor from the start or whatever. Um, I think the incident in was it was a, a what was it was a Bellator card or Bama card in the tree arena where he hopped into the octagon. Stupid, like. And he he started a fight with a ref. Uh, was it Mark Goddard? I think it was. Mark was the ref that yeah, night? Yeah. Um, then I mean, there was he, the he thing. Knows, where, he knows Goddard since he was 17, 18 years of age, like. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then, and then, I, I, like, I mean, there's so many things, like, and, and obviously the incidents that you're talking about there, where where there's allegations against him, and you know, look, all all that will play out uh, in a, in a court more befitting than this podcast. Um, but I think, you know, it, even just something like the 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 Mayweather, the antics of that Mayweather that was fucking build up and everything, and then. The incident where he basically fucking flew to America to literally throw a hand truck through a bus window, um, th- like that kind of carry on. I was just like, oh, do you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm th- this lad is he's a low. Um, yeah. He's a low. It's not for me. And he's and look, he's got 18 previous convictions. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I mean, he's not. As I was saying that at the start, I felt like I felt a connection maybe. Because he was Irish, and look, we 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 financially invested in going to see him abroad, and we yeah, were we like, were hooked. Like, and well, even I think it, but, even with footballers, though, you like they don't necessarily, um, they don't they're not obligated to do any social injustice things. Or, no, like no, of course look, not. Look, no, but look, just, look, look at look at Marcus Rashford, though. Yeah, like, the stuff yeah. he's done is just well, remarkable. Twenty-two is, years of age. And he's changing and then, policy. Uh, one matters. Another one who you look at and you go, yeah, do you know what? He's he's a fully paid up member of society, like the stuff he's doing. And but I think it's not even just McGregor. Like don't get me wrong, I know McGregor played a large part in us going over to some of them cards. But I mean, I'd gone over for or like I'd gone over to LA to watch Lesnar Velasquez. I'd gone to London to watch a card. Or, you know what I mean? Like I'd, I'd no problem yeah. traveling because I loved it. I thought it was deadly. But yeah. it's not just McGregor who, as you said. You start following these lads on social media and whatever about their fighting skill and as athletes you're thinking, Jesus, these lads are top class, amazing. But like Horgay Masvidal's another one. Loved Horgay Masvidal. And then I'm like, hang on. Oh, he's a fucking Trump supporter. He's throwing up at Trump rallies and giving talks and he's <laughs> you know and I was like, Oh my god, what a fucking loser. Like, get out of here. I'm not interested anymore. Donald Cerrone, fucking love Donald Cerrone. And then I started listening to him opening his mouth outside of just the own fight build up and I was like no, not for me. Not no. for me either. Like, who, you know, who is for you? Very few MMA fighters. There's very few who who I think now are kind of... And I don't know if it's just the, the business they're in that you have to. or it's, But it's... I don't know. In terms of athlete, like Obviously, you've, you mentioned Marcus Rashford. And right now, it's next to impossible to find an athlete who, who stacks up next to him. Like, the, the yeah. kid is just... And, 
And as I said, athletes aren't obligated to do that type of thing. But he he's doing that from the goodness of his heart and from his experience of being brought up. Well, this you actually, know, I'll, I'll tell you who who was a great example of another bell end in sport. Actually, Novak Djokovic. Oh, bell end. Novaks. Like, Novaks. Yeah, like this is one. And, and I, I I was listening to off the ball earlier on. I just I fucking unbelievable from the lad. Fucking that, so he man. he's an anti-vaxxer for the start, which isn't going to win me over. Um. He held a tennis tournament last year in the midst of a pandemic against all advice, which turned into a super spreader event. So he's then rocking up to the Australian Open, which is due to take place in February this year. And he writes to the Australian tennis fucking whatever federation or whatever they're called. I'm not a tennis fan, so I don't really know. <laughs> he gives them a list of demands about how this should all be done. Yeah. Like, get in the bin, you he, he wants He wants the uh, Victorian taxpayer in Melbourne to foot the bill for his hotel stay while he's quarantining yeah. before the Australian Open. Yeah, I just... No, no, this, thank this, you. This, no, this, 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 this was the segue question uh, of this topic yeah. that I wanted to bring up um, before I forget about it. Like, between f- f- uh, sports stars, musicians, yeah. actors, and stuff like that, like, can we like them for their art? Um, even though they could be balanced, I noted yeah. last week I was listening. I was listening. We can, can we? No, go on, go on, keep, keep going, and then I'm just saying, no, yeah, the, like, the, I get what you're saying. The prime example of my life would be, say, uh, Morrissey. I love the Smiths and I love Morrissey music, but the chap is an absolute. He's he's gone into a turned into a balance. Um, Kasabian loved their music. Seen them loads of times in life. Their lead singer yeah. ends up battering his his, his wife. As partner, not ridiculous. Um, McGregor's off out of the octagon shenanigans, you know, all these people. Like, some might say, Oh, I don't, I'm not interested in like Ryan Giggs, unbelievable footballer, sleeping with his brother's fucking wife for 10 years. I think, like, I think there's a a part of us. Sorry, I was gonna say, there's, there's a part of us, I think, that because. In some way, we we all we, we like we hear our worship. Do you know what I mean? We all yeah yeah. These, these people these people bring us such joy from something that we're passionate about that we like to hold them to higher regard than we would your average punter. If you hear about Deco down the road, uh, banging someone behind his mat's back, you'd be like, "Ah, you silly bastard!" But that's about the height. Of yeah. But Ryan Geeks, there was a genuine kind of like Giggsy, Giggsy did that. Ah, here, you know, as if nobody had ever committed adultery in their life, you know, modesty, yeah, yeah, some absolute great tunes and one thing, and once upon a time, yeah, I think a lot of people love them, but now, if you go to his concert, you have to sit through half an hour of fucking pro-vegan stuff. But not know? even that, though, some and of like, the comments he's made. And some of the comments, yeah, yeah of course, are, yeah, yeah. Obscure, like. Like, I think... I, I'm I, not do. Even, I think that just, has just to, to be. Just to say about the Morrissey stuff, I'm not talking about his vegan stuff. I've been to his no, gigs. I and know. Sorry, I know. Yeah, I, clips I, where it's like meat is murder and there's there's uh, pro vegan videos being mm. put up for the length of a song. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the comments where he made about that Norwegian serial killer. Sorry. You know. Yeah, I know. I, he, I was he made for absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous comments. I know. I was going for the cheap pop when I referenced that. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. And and look. And this is it. And I, but I think at some point we do. Like there has to be, at the end, they're human. At the end of the day, and I'm not saying, look, uh, I'm not saying all things deserve all forgiveness. I'm, I'm not. 
a Christian in that regard. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't yeah. subscribe to everything is forgivable. Like, I, I believe if you were a cunt, you were a cunt. Um, but if you apologise and you own it, then all right, fine. That's the first step. Like you know, and that applies to me. It applies to you. It applies to anybody. Like we all can fuck up. The air is to be human or to whatever that fucking saying is. Like last week, right? I was listening to Matt Cooper's Culture Club, mm. and Mary Lou McDonald was the guest. And I went down my way to listen because I, I do really like Mary Lou McDonald. And Culture mm. Club is such a soft interview where, you know, you're, the guests are asked about their favourite uh, books, their favourite movies, uh, poetry, stuff like that. It's all about arts, you know. Mm. And as I said, it's a soft interview where you wouldn't think the guests should be challenged or would be challenged on anything. So when it came to her films, she started picking. Now, I'm this is me. Mm. saying you know she, when i'm listening to her i was thinking oh mary lee mcdonald's great and then she picked her film uh she picked woody allen movies and and gave such admiration for woody allen and then mac huber said pressed and said well look yeah that i understand that but he he is um he mac huber brought up his sketchy past mm. you know sleeping with his adopted daughter um grooming people over the years and Mary Lou tried to set a narrative where she is uncomfortable with those allegations and then she then she turned and said I'm not convinced by cancel culture in regards to the Me Too movement oh. and this was on the same day this was on the same day as the mother and baby home report and I'm kind of like you're pontificating for the survivors of the mother and baby home report but in this next breath you're saying you're not convinced by the Me Too move, uh, movement, cancel culture. Mm. I mean, they're survivors of, of, of Me Too movement are survivors of rape and sexual abuse and sexual harassment. Yeah. And the me, the mother and baby, I was just kind of, this is on the same day, Mary Lou. I was in the car and I was saying to myself, you could have said Steven fucking Spielberg. And yeah, then the yeah. next day there was articles written about Mary Lou about and, and Woody, liking Woody Allen. So I was left disappointed by that because I'm an admirer of Mary Lou's politics, of her interviews, of, of her mm. style, of how she, uh, how, how she as the opposition leader, questions Michal Martin, Leo Varadkar, Eamon Ryan. But I just felt a bit disappointed that she said Woody Allen. And my question to you is, should I be disappointed? Should I be disappointed in Conor McGregor? Should I be disappointed in Morrissey? Should I be disappointed in Michael Jackson? And I think the answer is yes, but you can be disappointed, but still like there are, you don't have to like the person. Like, I mean, I don't know, right? You could show me a lovely painting. You could show me a painting that's absolutely stunning in a museum. And I'd be like, geez, that's amazing. You could tell me the story behind it and everything else. And then you could say, yeah, it was painted by a fella who murdered six people. And it would take it away, but it's still a lovely painting. It doesn't, it discredits their reputation and it, it makes you not want to support what they're doing, perhaps. Yeah. But you know what I mean? And like, I know there's people who will, will go to the extreme and they'll say, absolutely not. And I'm using a poor analogy because I'm leaving myself wide open to Hitler was a painting. It was a painter. You're going to look at one of his paintings and, and no, because he was a terrible painter. But the point I'm making is that you can listen to a Morrissey song still. You can listen to a song by the Smiths and you can enjoy it, but still be cognizant to the fact that Morrissey's a bell end. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I so think... I can watch Conor McGregor uh, at the weekend, but still acknowledge this lad's a fucking flu. 
Yeah, I think so. And that's exactly what I'll be doing, for example. I mean, like, I'll, I'll watch the fight because I'm still compelled by him. I'm still fascinated by I still think, look, Jesus, such, the narrative. Such a good fighter, like. Exactly. But but then, yeah, just because just I want to watch him fight doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to, you know, uh, stand up for his actions elsewhere. I think, I, I don't believe in cancel culture. I don't believe in doxing people. I don't believe in... Do you know what I mean? I genuinely believe people can fuck up. And, and I do, and I know they can. And I don't believe I, there I mean, is such thing as a cancel culture, though. I believe that oh, that's I don't know people, about that. I think that's people um, not facing up to their accountabilities and their responsibilities. I don't know. No, there is there's an angry mob at times out there. There is. And, and sometimes, don't get me wrong, sometimes the angry mob is 100% right, but sometimes the angry mob is just an angry mob. You know? Um, and I think when it comes to cancel culture, I don't think somebody's life should be ruined for a comment they made in isolation. You know what I mean? Like, like mean? if you look at... So, for example, right? And I'm not saying his life is ruined. That's probably a bit extreme, right? But Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart put out a tweet, what was it, like 2010 or something like that, 2011 or whatever it was. Um, and it was a joke. And it was about homosexual men, I think it was. And it, it was wrong, like... Yeah, he shouldn't have said it, but he owned up to it. He owned it. He was like, when it resurfaced in years later and people were like, what the fuck is this? He's like, absolutely. Look, that doesn't reflect who I am. That doesn't reflect who I am now, blah, blah, blah. But he was meant to host the Oscars. He lost out on that gig. Fine. That That's, you know, you've lost out there. But the continuation of that was people saying, this isn't enough. He shouldn't have a career. And I'm like, okay, right. I, I, I say pause now for a second, lads, right? Firstly, look, you've, you've discovered something you said a number of years ago, right? He's himself said, hold my hands up. Obviously, I said it from my Twitter account, but, you know, it was a different time. I had a different opinion. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I, I Absolutely, I don't stand for that. So he's owned that, in my opinion. He's, You know what I mean? And and I'm, I'm saying this off the top of my head. I'm not fully getting the details right. So give me a bit of wiggle room, people who are listening and, and who have a better recall of this event than I do. But, I think he, he owned it and he, he kind of said, look, I'm sorry, that's not what I stand for, blah, blah, blah. He lost presenting the Oscars, which was something that he really wanted to do and blah, blah, blah. And to me, that, it should have been a kind of case then for it's kind of like, right, look, you've, you know, you've been outed, you've been shown that you can't do that, you can't say that kind of thing. You've apologised, you've, you've lost out on a big gig and something that would have been brilliant for you and your career. Take the hit. Go off and think about what you've done. And we'll leave it at that. You know what I mean? But instead, there wasn't. There was people out there that were basically calling for him never, ever, ever to have any sort of career again. There were people calling for him to never have... Like, it wasn't like he went down the Louis C.K. route of being a sex pest. Yeah. I think I, I do think there's different tiers. I don't think it's all into one bucket. You know what I mean? But I just... I don't know. I just, I'm not comfortable with an angry mob or a court of social media deciding what happens to somebody's life and somebody's living and somebody's... People make mistakes. People say stupid things. People do stupid things. That's human nature. But if yeah. you're confronted with it and you go, look, I apologize. I fucked up. Absolutely. I did what I did. I should not have done it. And then there's some sort of punishment that's befitting of whatever the incident is. If there's remorse, great. And everybody moves on. Like, I just... And look, I, don't know where, I don't know where I sit with all this, to be honest. I really don't. And, yeah, and, like, and it's I, a weird... And, and obviously, look that... I say that from a point of view of confusion more than uh, picking sides. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? And look, I'm not. 
and that, like, I'm not I'm not trying to say that one side is 100% right and one side is 100% wrong. Like, I just, I don't know. I think people, especially now where everything is in an instant, everything is at the click of a finger, at the push of a button, it's in the palm of your hand and every single thing in the world is there if you're right at the push of that button. Like, I think we have we all have a bit of an itchy trigger finger for want of a better term in the sense of we all want just hang on just because I'm, I'm not articulating what I want to say sorry I think we're all too quick at times to make a judgment or make a decision and I think sometimes we need to step back from something in order to, to, to take it in and to understand it for what it actually is like so we can all get swept up in the heat at the moment and and people get passionate and people get angry and they feel strongly about things Without facts and without all the information, judging our hashtag on Twitter trending, I just don't think that's the way to go. Like, like let's say Kevin Hart. So Kevin Hart, uh, the content of his tweet joke was mm. uh, was slagging gay men, was it? I, I th- I'm ninety percent certain. As I said, I'm not. You know, I, it was probably a bad choice to recall this particular example, but it's the example that came to mind. Yeah, I think so, yeah. and I think he used he used a word that would be considered a slur against gay men. Yeah. So, so, so he lost the Oscars presenting. He lost the, that gig as a result. Yes. Yeah. And you you think that's fair enough that he lost that gig as a result of that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do think. Yeah. And I'm so you're like, saying okay. he he apologised at that point. He lo- he lost the Oscars gig. And you're saying that even after still losing that gig, people were still vying for his blood to lose future gigs, future yeah, projects. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they were like, Netflix shouldn't host his gigs. He shouldn't have any Netflix deals. He shouldn't be any more movies. He shouldn't. Right. That kind of thing, you know? So here's, here's the thing, right? If Kevin Hart made a slur about people in wheelchairs or people with disabilities, mm-hmm. This is when when people bring up uh, cancel culture and and they bring up oh snowflake that this you can't say that anymore. I'm always conscious that the people that are saying that will never be people that are going to be marginalised. That they're never going to mm. be people that are they're they're privileged. They're in a they're in a, they're in a position of privilege where they're never going to be hurt by these words, but they're the first to go mad and say oh this is snowflake culture. This this is uh, cancel culture right so mm. when i'm when i'm when i'm looking on at these conversations i always put myself in the situation and i always say to myself well if kevin hart had made a, a slur a cheap joke a cheap tweet and it was a slur towards people with disabilities or people um in wheelchairs i always think what would i do like if he if he came out and sincerely apologised and he lost that Oscars gig, I would say okay that's enough. But I I, I wouldn't be following him again. I would be like this. And that's yeah, you know, and, that, and, and, and that's, that's absolutely fine. Like, but say there's me and there's millions of people like me that don't follow him. Is that cancel culture? No, see, I think that that's personal choice, say, on you and millions of other people's behalf. But if you and those other millions aren't satisfied by just saying. I won't follow you. I won't support you. And you're demanding that companies disown them, that everybody else doesn't follow them, that, you know, as I said, essentially a career is finished and that, you know, that person doesn't get 
to have any of the privileges they had previously for having a successful career. I think that's probably where I'm a bit like, like, are we all just are we are we just letting the mob mentality take over there? And I completely I don't think so, and I don't think. I don't think so, and I think like I think we have to be careful because we're 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 like say Donald Trump on his campaign trail before he became president, mm. he mocked a journalist with a disability with mm-hmm. cerebral palsy. In an, in a different world, ten years prior to that, that would have been his campaign over with, and he would have had to step down. I mean. Yeah. Why? Why? Why are we? Why are we accepting that behavior? Why are we accepting the behavior of a man that is on his way becoming uh, the, the the next president of the United States, and he's mimicking taking the piss out of somebody with a disability? Well, I think right. So there's a couple of the, the, and and there's a few differences here, right? So the, the difference with Trump is Trump Trump never apologized or accepted that he'd done anything wrong, right? right. In a, if anything, he he grew he grew more bombastic and. You know the, the the things he said in the in the the four years that followed were along the same lines in terms of he he didn't care who he hurt who he offended he didn't so long as he was playing to his base and you would argue that millions of people within his base don't care about minorities they don't care about any of that sort of stuff you know what I mean so he should have he so, should have been taken down from the candidacy though he, but he, he sh- absolutely he should have been yeah for for so many reasons not just that I mean. The, the 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 grabbing by the pussy type how that wasn't the ruining of him Absolutely. I don't know but I think the, again the difference here is you're dealing with a man who doesn't admit any wrong Donald yeah. Trump has never said I'm sorry it's not in his vocabulary what I'm saying is that for, for me at least somebody who shows true remorse and owns their fuck up they own a mistake they don't try and hide away from it they don't they're like I did do that I shouldn't have done that yeah, it was it, it was wrong of me to do that that's not okay. I apologize. Yeah. If, if they're taking that step and they take whatever punishment then comes, then I'm like, okay, let's all just take a knee here. Let's all fucking cool down and let calm heads prevail. I I don't think that, you know, the, the apology comes, the punishment comes, and then we look for more punishment. I, I don't think that's right in society. I yeah, don't no, think that's fair I, in society. I, I, I think I agree with you in that respect that if somebody a celebrity of sorts shows definite remorse and apologizes. Mm. Uh, yeah. And, and like my, my, my example with Trump, although, um, it doesn't correlate because Hart apologized. My point was that there was no accountability there either, as you said from him, cause he doesn't apologize for anything, mm. but the Republican party, they should have been in the position where they should have withdrew him. Yeah, and look, and looking at it now, only only now when it's he's lost an election and he caused an insurrection that ultimately failed, only now are the Republican Party trying to put a bit of arm's length between Trump it, and them. It's their lack of action, and it, there's there's many examples of lack of action from from I don't know whether it be football teams or mm. whatever from one individual going rogue and 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 acting. It's their lack of action. That causes this so-called cancel culture. Yeah, and, and look, that, if they're not going to act on the person, well, then there's going to be a social media campaign. There's going to be a petition. There's going to yeah. be this, that, and the other. It's like that rugby player. What's his name uh, in Australia? He's very anti-gay. Is, is, is Israel Falau? Yeah, he's he's been sacked by a number of clubs because of his attitude. He has, but but again, but Israel Falau again shows no remorse. He shows no. His his response to any of the criticism he's received is, 
yeah, but the Bible says so. So I'm going <laughs> to take the Bible over what you say. So they are going to burn in hell. You know, that kind of thing. Like, you know, so I, I, I think, like, right, and, and again, I'm probably not going to do this right because it's off the top of my head. A lot of time has passed. I don't have perfect memory, right? Tommy Tiernan, in one of his early, early comedy sketches, had a piece about Down syndrome in it. Right? Yeah, I remember it. And, and he got a lot of criticism over it, but Tommy then came out and he explained, well, people in Down Syndrome Ireland loved it. They, you know, and, and, and I believe he said something like that. And that, uh, I, I, I'm not saying he went so far as to say that he had cleared it with them. But from what I remember, he said, like, they they had come out in support of him, essentially. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I, I don't know. I just, I don't hear anybody ever bring up that incident of Tommy Tiernan making that particular joke anymore. Because... Mm-hmm. Perhaps because it it was a, a fucking Ferrari at the time. It was addressed. Tommy made his comments. People backed off. They said, all right, okay, grand. And it was forgotten about and moved on because it was dealt with in the way it should be at the time because there probably wasn't a big Twitter thing and there wasn't, like, social media wasn't what it was at the time, say. Well, I don't believe. Black as well. Yeah, that and that and that probably does play a part in some people's motive. Absolutely. Of um, but I don't know. Like, look at the same time, there are people who do things that by all fucking means they deserve that the book thrown at them, and they should absolutely forgo all their privileges in life. You know, we're talking serious crimes there. But I think, uh, I, I don't know. And maybe it's just because. It, it's it's kind of comedy as well and I'm not saying all comedy like comedy gets carte blanche and free reign it doesn't there are limits to what people can say but a comedian trying to find room for a joke that they've been working on and if they make a bags of it they make a bags of it and they happen to offend people but again if they if they own that and they apologise and then it's like right well that's gone to bed I'm never fucking using that gag again then mm. like you know what I mean look again to, to, to air it is to be human Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just, but, but I, yeah, cancel culture is something that I just, that and docs, and I'm just, nah. And, and sometimes they go hand in hand, but I don't think we're going to solve it, Meryl. No, 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 no. It's a good discussion, <laughs> though, because I do be, when I see this so called cancel culture thing on Twitter, mm. I always find myself in agreement of the people that have the pitchforks out of, of the certain individual, particularly in the, in the case of uh, Graham Linehan. I'm kind of like, Graham, w- what is your beef like? You're, you and you again, don't need to again, have this speech. And again, and I think the difference in this one, though, is that the person doesn't accept any wrongdoing. They don't, yeah. they don't show remorse. No, I, they, ex- they I accept what you're saying, yeah, 100%. You, you know, just... and, and Linehan, Linehan unfortunately, uh, sorry, your internet cut there, what? I didn't say anything. Oh, sorry. Well, now what happened then? Um, yeah, Linehan particularly, unfortunately, um, while Father Ted will never ever fall into the cancel bracket because uh, it's too beloved to do so, I believe he his his reputation is completely tarnished yeah. because he just will not back down off the point. Like, um, and it doesn't affect him. You know, like this that that will never affect exactly him. what like, and that's the that's the the the, the trans uh, topic will never ever affect Graham Linehan unless. He somehow, unless he has it as a kid, and that kid decides mm. at 15, 16, I, I want to, I want to change my sex, and I mean, I'm nearly kind of saying to himself, I wish it did happen to him because then he'd see what parents have to go through and the anxiety and and, and stuff that they go through 
um, because of it. But I just don't know why he has picked this battle to fight. Yeah, when and that's it. And look, it's, got if, like it's, it's never going to affect him. I, like, I, I don't know. I think myself and yourself both kind of subscribe to the just live and let live policy. Just, just don't be a dickhead, you, you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, that, and that's all, it, that's all it comes down to. I mean, I have no time for religion at all. None whatsoever. I fucking hate it. And I particularly, the mother and baby home thing reignited it. And I just, I got very frustrated when I seen some people commenting on social media. And I'm like, you... You, three months ago, were celebrating the fact that you finally got to have the communion for your son. Yeah. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Like, you subscribe right. to need, this. You're you know? right. We, we need to get rid so, of the rituals of the Catholic Church if we want to separate. Pe- people are treating it. People are treating First Holy Communions like they're a miniature 21st. Yeah, they're treating no, right. baptisms like that. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you don't believe in this. I've ranted about this before, I know, but you, you do not believe that when they take that little bit of fucking wafer, that is the actual fucking body of Christ. You don't believe it, because if you well, did, you'd be sitting there going, this is ridiculous, we're all sitting around applauding a cannibal, right? Absolutely. You don't believe in transubstantiation. You don't believe in the virgin burial, any of that stuff. So if anything, if anything, even if you believe in all the other stuff, but you don't believe in that, you're a Protestant who don't make well, a fucking communion. Exactly. If 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 you're upset about the mother and baby, uh, mother and baby homes report, and you're taking part in rituals such as uh, christenings, uh, yeah. communions, confirmations. You really need to have a hard look at yourself. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You're, you're actually, you're actually. It goes far as saying you're actually part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely, I fully agree. Yeah, all you're doing is creating another little soldier for the Pope. Yeah. Um, but, but look, I think, yeah, ultimately, just. No, no matter what, like, and I, I get what you're saying that, like, if Graham Lennon had a teenager who ultimately then came out as trans and he had to go through what, what some people have had to go through in terms of the struggle that is and, and trying to help their child through that and one thing and the other. I mean, I don't know. Like, for me, like I said, it's it's always just the case of don't be a dickhead. Like, if, if, I, if I ever have a kid, I don't, I don't care if they're gay, straight, you know, boy, trans, what, just don't be a Liverpool fan. That's all I care about. That's fair enough. So I'm just coming smart Liverpool. Everything else is perfectly okay. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, cool, whatever. You do you. They come in here wearing Liverpool jersey, and it's gonna be a fucking hard conversation. See, that's that's that is a very very fair point. Um, it was mad. We didn't have a guest, but we just went on a ramble there. We'd no topics to discuss, and we just went on a tangent there. Of I think it was an okay conversation. I'm happy with that. I kind of it kind of makes me miss the little episodes of the 600 we used to do once upon a time. I remember that. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe we'll maybe when we don't have guests in the future, we'll just record anyway. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I, I think. I, yeah, I think this felt better than that dark, dark day that has never seen the light of day. <laughs> or that dark episode. Uh, but yeah, I don't, Grant, do you know what? Do you know what's contributing to it? Maybe it's me smooth, fresh balls and me clean nostrils. Who knows? Is that from Manscaped, Danny? It's funny you should ask, Graham. Yeah, it is. And I'm sure you can see on my webcam there just how crystal clear and kept these nostrils really are. I'm wearing headphones. It was indeed the Weed Whacker, Graham, which is available now on their website, manscaped.com, and it's shipping worldwide, including the whole Republic of Ireland. And all people have to do, go on to manscaped.com, pop in the code WTSPOD. 20% off and free shipping. 
stunning. Unbelievable. Lads, your town halls will be immaculate. And I where, know mine are. And where can, <laughs> where can you listen to our podcast? You can, of course, listen everywhere and anywhere you get a podcast. That includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. You can ask Alexa to throw us on. We're on TuneIn. We are everywhere. We're global. We're online at WTSPod.com. All you got to do, lads, is search WTSPod and you'll find us. You're also at Danjo wasn't quite ready. No. <laughs> You're also at Danjo Murray on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Merigamania on Twitter and Instagram. And we're at WTSPod on Twitter as well. Yeah. This has been fun, just you and I. It has been fun. Um, until I want, next time. Actually, hang on, sorry, but before, I, I, want, I want to get somebody of, of medical authority to come on and talk to us about the vaccine, right? Yes, if yes, anyone, yes, yes, yes. Anyone right, knows so, anyone so. that can tell us the ingredients of this COVID vaccine, it would be great. And we just want to extinguish the conspiracy theorists, anti-vaxxers. Exactly. We want somebody who is an actual authority on it. Like we, we could do, we could go on to Google and we could do all the talking and point out stuff. But we, like everybody knows we're just two idiots from Valley Brack talking show you. We want somebody with a bit of medical knowledge and authority who can answer some of the questions. And I get there are people who have genuine questions. And then there's idiots who think it's 5G related and that Bill Gates is putting a microchip in them so they come off and have a Tom Tank. That's not what we're after. What we're after is proper, proper knowledge. So if, if you do, if there's somebody out there, if there's a GP or an immunologist or somebody who you think can explain it in a way that we'll understand, that you'll understand and it'll benefit people, give us a shout, let us know. We'll, we'll reach out to them and see if we can get them on. Perfect. All right, Dan. No, it's been a pleasure. Until next week, my friend. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Too sweet. <laughs> <laughs>